0: Daddy Squared, Gay Dads Save the World. A daily dose of Gay Dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Daddy Squared, the Gay Dads podcast, Gay Dads Save the World, which is not us.
0: No, it's not us. We don't even
1: save calories. We received a question on Instagram for those who follow us and can listen to the podcast on Instagram as well. Did you know oh, I did not know that Instagram did that in addition to allowing you it to glue lips it. to people's faces and shit. They don't do it. I just uh, edit to IGT. Oh,
0: I see. Well, that's cool.
1: All right. So somebody asked us yesterday in a message, how do we keep the spark in our relationship? Wow. That sounds like we we're on the front cover of Cosmo. It seems like a totally Cosmo question.
0: Wow. So we try to be as I transparent. I think we should tell the truth. Alex. Right. I, I know. I was I was thinking about lying, and then I changed my mind. You know, we try to be as transparent as we can on this podcast. And I mean, I don't know. It all depends on what you mean by spark. I don't think that we keep the spark all that alive in our relationship. It's been 12 and a half years. Um, my love for you is incredibly deep, and I am crazy about you. But this thing. spark, you know. Do you think like? Uh, am I do do we banging you in the kitchen? Oh, he means like. You I think don't know what he like means. Sexuals? I don't know what he means. But I guess my point is that 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 um, we're not. We're certainly not as crazy as we were at the beginning of our relationship. But I will say that there are aspects of understanding each other that have gotten so much deeper. Since we, since I don't know, as little as two, three years ago. And by the way, that this virus thing um, has been a bit of a revelation, too. I feel like I've learned more about you in the last month uh, than I ever knew before. Really? Like what? Well, certainly not your your passion for cake, because I was aware of that beforehand. But um, I just I've been watching how you interact with the kids much more closely than I think that I did for the first uh, you know four years, and I'm seeing more of your creativity. I'm seeing more
1: of your, um, you know your. Uh, all right uh, let's not uh let's uh save these people this bullshit let's talk about the problems okay because i think people would like to know like that our lives are not perfect and we fight let's we dish. fight a lot
0: so part yeah. of the way we keep the spark in our relationship is that we snap at each other constantly
1: yes i mean we do and, and yeah and i think that we're because we're together so many hours per day so the snapping uh, is like in waves yeah. it's like going up and up and there's more snapping and then we realize what we're doing and then we think about it a little bit and then it goes down and so forth. This is
0: not the relationship that they depict in the movies. Um, I don't know how often that relationship really exists anyway, Um, but you come to a point in your life where you say, thank God I have somebody that I trust uh, somebody that I love and that I'm not worried about losing,
1: you know? You know, I spoke with a girlfriend, by which I mean gay friend, uh, of mine on the phone the other day. And he's he's not married, but he's having he has a boyfriend for many years. And he told me that he's pretty much, they fight a lot and everything. And I asked him this question. If you guys are away from each other, even, even if you guys are like on the other uh, corners of the house at the for 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 a period of time. Do you miss him? Do you feel that you want to tell him something good that happened to you or something bad that happened to you? And he said, "No, I actually think that I want to be by myself." And I think this is a question that you should ask yourself. I well, think why? What is the even though mean? I, I even though I mi- I uh, I snap and we fight we fight quite a lot, oh, yeah. Alex and I. Oh yeah, but if we're not. Um, if, if we are away from each other for like two hours, I feel that, you know, I miss him. I, I want him in my life. I don't I want see. to live my life by myself. Right. So I, I guess I guess that's a kind of test that I kind of test myself every now and then to figure out like what's my true feelings despite the fact that he's annoying me to death basically. Mm. Um, but um, but and and yeah, this is a this is I think is a good question to ask and in a good exercise to for yourself to kind of figure this out. Well, and Lord
0: knows also during this you know lockdown that so many people are experiencing where they have to spend twenty four hours a day in their. house with their partner we're going to learn an awful lot about our relationships with each other during this time
1: yeah and you, you remember that we went to that gay virtual gay salon uh, a course. couple of weeks ago and one of the questions there was does the quarantine makes you more horny or more dry remember that Uh. And and I think that it really depends because some people said yes, we're much more uh, sexually aroused by everything. Yeah, and the other people said no, we actually the, the the the. all of the bad news and all of the, what's happening to society makes us feel like we don't want to have sex. So- it's
0: also not a gay dad's salon. And I think that that makes a huge difference because it's one thing if it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and the two of you lo- look at each other and say, yeah, ooh, ooh yeah, right? Except we can't do that because the shits are all over the
1: house all the time. So, you know, there are limitations. Anyway, some stuff to think about. And, and while we're at it, uh, can't you... Are they going to be
0: upset that I referred to my kids as the
1: shits? Maybe in like 18 years. No, not the gonna... kids,
0: our listeners.
1: Oh. I love them with a Ooh. passion that burns like a thousand suns. But they're the shits. Go on. Um. So, by the way, you know, guys, uh, we are trying to do a gay dad's salon. Um, and every, every couple of weeks, we're having like a Zoom meeting where we talk and... Mostly Alex let it all out, by which I mean <laughs> not, not, not physically. That's not true. We actually had we had somebody in the last one who
0: had a lot of really interesting things That's to say right. about his his experience during this thing. We would love you guys to join us.
1: All you have to do in order to join us for a salon, uh for a zoom salon is just write to us at hello at daddySQR.com and tell us you want to join us.
0: Also, it is a black tie thing. So if no, you it's don't not. it's black tie and
1: ball gown. Um it's a dirty shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be that for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, today we're calling Massachusetts. Oh, you, you pronounced it right. Mazel tov. Thank you. Uh, Stephen Scott, he's a cardiac nurse, and um, we're going to talk to him. He's in Georgetown, and we're going to talk to him about his life and family. So let's hear it. Let's do it. Hello. Hello? Steven? Yes. Hi, this is Jan. Hi, it's Alex. How are Hi. you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good. Thank you good. so much for taking the time to do this. Can you tell us a little bit about your work, what do you do, and how has it changed since the pandemic?
2: I'm actually a cardiac nurse. Yeah. And the the change that's happened is, you know, mm-hmm. when everyone went into lockdown, we saw a great decrease in our patients. Um which then caused the hospital to actually cut about one-fifth of the nursing staff.
1: Oh.
2: Uh, Now what's happening is we're still at full capacity, not really enough nurses, but we're not seeing as many cardiac patients as much as we're getting a lot of uh, alcoholics and detoxers coming in. Now that they've been home and uh, drinking, now we're getting that influx of detox patients, not quite as many. Cardiac surgery patients as we would like.
0: So so help us understand. I'd I'd really like to understand that a little bit better. What you're saying is that is this because people uh, who would otherwise come to the hospital with uh, a problem that maybe wasn't that serious or I don't know what are not coming out? Like what is accounting for so many fewer people coming for the kind of things that you handle as a a cardiac uh, professional?
2: Well, I think that only the, the most serious people are actually now coming to the hospital and getting admitted, whereas if you had, you know, just come to the hospital with, you know, the general not feeling well, in normal times, we would admit you up to one of the floors and just try to figure it out. Now we're sending people home and only admitting actual heart attacks, pneumonia, COVID patients, and now detoxers. I see.
0: I see, yes. and and you're and you're dealing with um, the detoxers as well in your in your work.
2: Correct, because our floor is typically uh, post cardiac surgery, but you know the other night uh, we only had five cardiac patients, but we had six detoxing patients. I see. Wow.
1: wow. So, and and I, I guess it's all because of the stay at home. They just have anything else. To um, do?
2: I, I think so. You know, people who were more. Apt to be you know daily drinkers or even have a drinking problem are now because they're home that that habit is sort of ramped up Wow, so now you're getting them you know drunker quicker, and then yeah. now having problems at home and having to come to the hospital
0: right right well speaking of the home and hopefully <laughs> a better situation, um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your family situation, who you got, how'd you get them, and like that. Uh,
2: Sure. Uh, so I have a 13 year old son um, who we adopted, uh, sort of a kinship foster care.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he, he is the son of my uh, husband's friend of a friend, who happened to be homeless. Um, we brought him into our home to help him get stable. Then he ended up going to jail. But it, again, but in the meantime, he had this five year old son. Mm who was floating in and out of foster care. So um, we were able to fight for him, go to court, and since he can't ever go back to either one of his birth parents, now he's mine.
1: Oh, wow. Can you walk us through how – because you said it's through a friend of a friend. Did you – So I assume you – uh, you got to meet him and his story, not through the system, right? Just... Um, right. We, he was able to get him out of the system for a little while. So
2: the little boy was in my home, in one of my spare bedrooms. When the father went back to jail, um, DCF came and, and collected this little boy and brought him back into foster care. And ah. then I was able to fight for him. Got it. Because, you know... Already sort of mine.
0: So, so, uh, it's the three of you living at home.
2: Um, it, there's four of us it's, uh, me and my husband, uh, now my son who's 13 and a nephew who is 26. It's my husband's
0: nephew. Wow. And why is how did your nephew come to, to be with you? Was he there before the pandemic or, or, was yeah, it- he
2: was here before the pandemic. He was, you know, we, I guess we have this habit of sort of taking in strays who <laughs> need, need some help, right. And uh, so that that happened, he was he was going down the wrong path. So we brought him in and tried to straighten him out. Got it. He's actually doing been pretty good.
0: How how is your thirteen year old handling the lockdown?
2: Um, I I keep him kind of shielded from what's going on in the world. Mm. Um, the first three weeks or so, he felt like he was on vacation. Right. So because um, our our town have mandatory schoolwork for the first couple of weeks because they were unsure how long they would be home. Sure. Now that it's been canceled for the rest of the year and now he has graded assignments, it's a little bit different. Right. Um, I do have to wrangle him around for schoolwork for a couple of hours a day. Got it. Uh, But he's been actually okay. He, He was not terribly social in the first place, but... Um, you know, being on the Xbox with his friends and still being able to connect that really hasn't changed. Right. So, so he's, he's good. He did. He, there's not a huge dis- disruption in his life.
0: Got it. And your, and your nephew is your nephew. Uh, does your nephew help you guys with this, uh, with this parenting or what? No, uh- <laughs> no, <laughs> no.
2: <Nope>. Useless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Understand. And, and if I can ask, so you, you go to the, you go to the hospital every day. Uh, Um, I work three
2: overnights a week.
0: Got it. And when you get home, I assume there's some form of... You know, silk sh- Silkwood shower, scrubbing yourself down, and and all that kind of stuff before you come back into the house.
2: Yes, you know, stripping down in the garage, coming in in my underwear, jumping in the shower, jumping into bed for a little while.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and under other circumstances, that would be kind of sexy, but I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, understood. <laughs> well, well,
2: we'd also I do it love... nice and slow, so it's still a little sexy. Okay. Good. Okay.
0: Good. Um, can you give us uh, one or two or three examples of things that you feel like? have been a silver lining during this incredibly difficult time? Um,
2: well, it, it has come to my attention that we don't always have to be out. So that's been nice. Right. You know, there's always there was always that pressure before we had to be out. We had to be doing things, getting things done. Was I doing enough? Was I bringing my son places? And now, you know, that pressure is off the table. So now there's more watching movies at home. There's more cooking together. There's more... Laughing at each other. Right.
0: So does that. Speaking of laughing at each other, when was the last time you had a good, proper belly laugh? What was it about,
2: if you can remember? I'm sure I was at work making fun of coworkers or patients or something. Some situation.
0: Yeah, that's really appropriate, man.
2: You can't make them up. (laughs)
0: Excellent. All right, so yeah. look, this is the one surprise question that we're asking everybody, and uh, okay. we want you to dig down deep for this one. What meal have you personally been the most ashamed of over the last week?
2: Um, let's see. Well, I thought I was being cool by making some uh, French bread pizza the other night, Um. I put way too much cheese on it and ended up making everybody a little sick.
0: <laughs> well, it's good that you're in the right line of work.
2: Yeah, so I was I was so excited oh. about it, and then everybody <laughs> ate about two pieces, right? And then for the rest of the night, everybody was in and out of the bathroom, right? Oh so I'm
0: hearing God. I'm hearing cheese poisoning. Excellent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. All right, Stephen. Listen, the first
2: one to go down.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for doing uh, the, this You're little great. interview, and much more importantly, thank you so much for what you do for a living. Oh, thank you. Take care of yourself. Take care.
2: Thank you too. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye.
0: That is there.